reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita. Hey, it's Michaela from Stan's Bad Behaviour. Hello, welcome back to the Entertainment Hotline. I am your host, Anita Annabelle. At just 23 years old, Markella Kavanagh's list of acting credits is impressive. From Stan's The Gloaming, The True History of the Kelly Gang, to multi-million dollar production The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, she is honestly fast becoming one of the most prolific talents of her generation. Now the star is playing Portia in the Stan original Bad Behaviour. It's a four-part series which launched on the streaming service on February 17. Oh my gosh, she's bold, she's talented, and she's truly one to watch. Here's Markella. Hey, Markella, it's so wonderful to talk to you. So lovely to meet you. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Are you in Sydney at the moment or are you overseas? I'm currently based in London, yeah. So. <gasps> How gorgeous. How's the, how's the weather over there? Is it warming up yet? It's still it's still pretty cold, um, but I actually, I've loved it so far. It's snowed, it's snowed and I've never seen snow and falling snow in a city before, so it's been uh, it's been so nice. How divine! I've only ever seen snow when I was twelve. Um, oh, really? And I'm and I'm really old now. Yes. So when did you? <laughs> I saw. Well, I don't know if you ever did this when you were at school because you were a lot younger than me. We went to um, uh, where was it in Canberra? And we went and we yeah we went to Canberra. Like you did the whole. Um, oh. what's it called yeah yeah yeah. you do you went go skiing you go to questacon you go to parliament it was oh so exciting God. honestly i know i know that was like when i was in year five so that was a really really long time ago whereas I for you that was probably no I, I went there in year five as well but we definitely didn't do the skiing i'm gonna have to oh, no, we did. i was petrified i was petrified i like i need my feet firmly planted on the ground but it was all, it was a big experience that I've never ever experienced. Do we there for Christmas? Yes, I was. I was, yeah. So beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. Well, enough about the weather. Uh, let's talk about your new series, Bad Behaviour. It's honestly, ugh, I've watched every last second. It was so amazing. It's a haunting look at teenage relationships, which I find incredibly fascinating. Let's talk about Portia. Why did you take on that role? Great question. Why did I take on this role? Um, <laughs> such, Portia is such a complicated individual. I think that so much of the preparation had to do with coming up with a really strong backstory so that for me at least I wasn't going into playing her, judging her. You know, I think it was really important to make sure that there was a distance between the two of us so that I could actually feel like her decision-making and the way she treated others, for her at least, um, she, it was coming from a place, a really deep place of fear, vulnerability and insecurity and um, and all of those things. So I think it was it was just really important to make sure that there was a real profound kind of grounded senses to why she was acting the way she was acting and why she wasn't taking responsibility for that at that time. Um, and I think 
something that really stood out to me, uh, which is, you know, what you what you just said as well, of it being kind of a haunting look at, at teenage relationships. I think what fascinated me about it and what initially drew me to the role was that you also saw how those behaviour patterns in adolescence, how they actually impacted uh, the way that Portia interacted with others in her later adult, you know, 10 years later. And I think it was really important to kind of focus on how if these insecurities that she has or um, these behaviour patterns that she kind of established at such a young age, if they were left unchecked and if they are left unchecked, how can that manifest and how does that have an impact on your relationships in your adult life? Um, and so that was just really interesting to me and I, I was excited to explore that. I loved what you said about how you wanted to like look deeper into that character because I know you probably experienced it. I certainly experienced it. We experienced a lot of school bullies and you never knew what was really going on. You just got this real, you know, um, you got this real face value of someone just being really nasty and really it's, it's really a bit of a projection, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think, in Portia's case, at least, you know, she, even though she feels like she has power, you know, at that time, at least, there's so much that is out of, I mean, in, in every stage of life, there's so much that's out of your control. But for her, it was a way of her kind of regaining a sense of control over the unknown. And, um, you know, she keeps people at an arm's length. She keeps them at a distance because it's, you know, for her own self-preservation. Um, and, Every time someone tries to, you know, just get a little bit closer to her, um, she freaks out essentially and she can't Mm -hmm. handle, she just can't handle that sense of closeness because she's so afraid of, she knows that no feeling is permanent. She, She knows that no experience is permanent and no relationship is guaranteed to be permanent and long lasting. So it's easier for her to have control over her own aloneness than to put it in the hands of someone else. Um, And so I think she kind of, she has this weird, she has like a superiority complex as a result of that and um, projects that fear onto onto the other students and uh, it's it's, uh, not sustainable, Portia. No, not at all. Um, And in your personal kind of life, do you draw any parallels to her and obviously not in the, the way that she's awful, but in the way that I guess she has this kind of fear of, of being seen or fear of people getting to know her. Is that something that you've ever experienced? Uh, I think something that I definitely, well, I think, you know, is quite relatable in general is the sense that, is the sense of, you know, having a fear of the unknown and, mm. um, uh, so I think I could I could relate to that in Porsche's in, in regards to Porsche. I mean, hopefully the way that that manifests is not the same as Porsche's way. Of course, of course. But it's definitely yeah. It is something that I think is quite relatable, and um, I think it's relatable regardless of age as well. So, um, and irrespective of of past experiences, I think it's something that we all at some point, I think, have experienced. So, yeah. um, yeah. And so this was a really quite a heavy role. So how did you cope with such dramatic themes? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) 
look, it was it was it was a challenge. I think the, the big part was that I was so I felt so grateful because I had the actors that I that we worked with and that I worked with, and then the crew members and everyone was just so lovely and it was just fun. We would like laugh a lot in between takes. I really had to go into it and go, okay, in no world are you going to stay in the headspace of this character in between takes. Like you need to snap right out of it. You know, there's going to be no kind of threatening like games that are being played. So yeah. it was really, uh, yeah, it was just, and like listening to a lot of Alanis Morissette to try and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you just really have to do everything to kind of, yeah, to get in and out of it for sure. <laughs> what kind of, what songs did you, I can't believe you're saying Alanis Morissette and you're 22 years old. I love that. I mean, she, to be honest, she's been with me for like the last couple of roles that I played. She, I, there's something in in her songs that I just feel like, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I've done that. I remember as well. I'd listen. <laughs> I listen to Celine Dion's "All by Myself." Just stop it! Come- stop it! That is my go-to karaoke song. I cannot sing to save my life, exactly. but that one is my go. Yeah, I love it. Wow, it's so I'm good. That's great. <laughs> I feel like it's either that or there's a really long one called um, uh, "There's It's All Coming Back to Me Now." Oh, honey, you know, please. There were nothing, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> whenever someone sings that at karaoke, I'm just like, okay, all right, we're in it now. We're in it now. Like, it's real serious. I love how you have this range um, with the age that you are. And I don't mean to be talking about your age, but it's like you have achieved so much for, for being 22. And it's just incredible to hear that you've got these influence of these strong female singers that you that influence you so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what it says about me, like listening to all about <laughs> every day before filming, but... You know what? It's much more cultured than what I listen to. I listen to if I'm in a if I'm in a bit of a funk, like I'm a little bit flat. I actually go and listen to uh, "Reach for the Stars" by S Club Seven. Oh yes, I mean you know that's classic though, of course. Yeah. Totally classic. So you were educated at a private school yourself. Can you draw any parallels between filming about one and actually living it? Wow, that's yeah, that's a great question. I think it's basically just focusing on what the dynamics. You know, there's always this like social hierarchy at, at schools, and um, I can only speak for for the experience that I had, and also the experience that these characters had at, at Silver Creek. But it's, um, I would just basically say that, irrespective of that, the the way that teenagers interact or the way that people interact. It's just so influenced by the support network around them as well. And uh, I think it can just feel so easy if you're, if you're kind of in a space with people that you don't know very well or you've, all, you've got all these different past experiences, um, so then it's very easy to feel alone and isolated. But um, I think that's just... Mm-hmm. It's just school and life in general. I'm not sure that that's, I don't think it's specific to a private school. But no, um, not at all. It is absolutely school in general. I think a lot of people had a really tough time and you only really come to that realisation when you get out of school. Right. And yeah. you've been out of school. You kind of realise 
And then sometimes, you know, a lot of the friends that you had at school, they really, you were really friends with them because you had to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of school and your, you know, people around you at school, we've all had people in our teenage years, good and bad, who shaped our lives. Was there anyone at school that shaped who you are today, good or bad? Ooh. Um, I think all the people that I've met, like the friends that I have now that I met at school and that have, you know, I have a few friendships that have, I've known for kind of many, many years. And I think what's really interesting is that, Obviously, there are certain cases where you outgrow friendships or, Mm. you know, they were only meant for a season, um, not for a lifetime. And I think that is also something hopefully that people will be able to relate to in this. Mm. um, I think, yeah, I think that the the, the friends that I have in my life, of course, have had such an impact on, on that. And I'm really, I really cherish them they're they're Mm. in so and I think that's why I think that's why the stakes feel so high as well at school because I think you do learn from from a young age how important friendship is um in memories like it can be found family it can be it just really they are just so important and so um I think to being able to just recognize uh what true friendship is and being grateful for it when you've when you've got it yeah yeah and talking about school like you were a self-confessed theater kid like <laughs> represent girl <laughs> I confess that when did girl. I confess <laughs> okay well that's good that's a question that I want to ask you a bit later on I I read that actually I did read that in an interview it was a self-confessed theater kid do you not consider yourself as a self-confessed theater kid yeah no I probably yeah I definitely can imagine (laughs) I know you've just done so many interviews now but like honestly represent I was a drama kid I don't know if you can tell but I was definitely a drama kid Um, tell me about your high school experience as a drama kid and why was acting something that you wanted to do it's so funny like if I speak to my friends about there are a couple of friends that also would love theater at school and we, we laugh now about how seriously we took it like it was just such a <laughs> who was you know who was cast and not play and you know it was all so the week before opening it was like everyone took it it was so fun but it oh was God, so just, fun yeah um and so I think what was the big thing that stood out to me was the 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 sense the real sense of community that it brought me so uh, this is what I love about being in this industry is the people that you get to meet and that you may not see for like many years and then you'll see them again and you'll pick up right where you left off because that's just the nature of it you spend a really concentrated period of time with them and then Mm. it's you just leave and so at school it was just really nice to have that sense of community where you all were really passionate about something and you did it and then you may not see each other for like years after you finish school and then you'll see each other and be like oh yeah remember when we did that or um so I think that was what was quite special about it and um it also just meant that I I really fell in love with with theater and and I really thought that I was gonna that that's what I wanted to focus on um yeah earlier on because I just love, yeah, I love theatre and 
love there's something that. really different about live theater isn't there like really i mean it's really great to to do film and tv but like getting getting in front of a live audience is something that i i know i really enjoyed i think so i think it's like it's a very different dialogue that you have with an audience when mm. you're doing again this is i guess this is what i mean is like i did a play with a really close friend of mine who um founded padalog um Theater, his name's Ben, and he. We did a play together a few, like a couple years ago, and a few years ago actually. And he, <laughs> it was just great to be able to go. Okay, we did something together at school, and now we're doing it out of school, and so it's really cool to, to revisit it. And and um, yeah, it's definitely adrenaline in a different way entirely. Oh, I love that. And let's talk about bad behavior again. So it was led by an all-female creative team. How important is this for you to be surrounded by powerful women? I think it's just really important to be surrounded by people who are passionate about or people, It's I guess it's really important when you're telling a story for it to be helmed by people who love telling the story I think mm-hmm. you have the same care for telling a really truthful um for portraying really truthful characters and uh and you know that they're really they they care they have a lot of care and love and passion for for portraying a certain narrative on screen and I think it's funny because it's not even the passion it's just having it it's just really caring for these characters and, and really caring for the narrative. And that's what we had um, mm. when we the series. So that's what's really important to me is, is just um, being able to, yeah, work with, with a creative team that love what they're doing and they really, they really did and they were so dedicated and um, committed to, to also including us in that storytelling and I, I loved it. Oh, that's so cool. So you guys had a lot of say about what you experienced? Um, well, I think it was just that more that the creative team were really generous as well in offering, like Corey and everyone was so generous in offering stories about their own experiences to help contextualise <laughs> what we were doing, you know, and kind of scenes-wise. And so it just became a really um, safe space for everyone to to chat about that and um, offer their own experiences and then kind of uh, it just connected us, I think, in another way too. Oh, that's so wonderful. And your career, let's talk about your career because you've obviously done so many things and you've been in a huge US budget show in Lord of the Rings. Having such a huge fan base and you probably would have experienced a certain level of fame now that you weren't used to, I guess, being, um, I guess, in an Australian kind of sense. What has that experience been like for you? Um, I mean, I think it's so funny. I don't really, I feel like when Ring, with Rings, when it came out, there was, I really didn't have, my expectations weren't like, around what it was going to do regarding fame it was it was just that I it's the same with anything I guess that I'm doing is that I just hope that people like like it I guess or feel like they can relate to it in some way or that it resonates with them um and then whatever happens 
as a, what, whatever else happens as a result, it just is. It's, it's something that I don't have really a strong kind of feeling about either way. I just am taking it day by day and, um, and just being grateful for the experiences that I've gotten to have with the people that I have wanted to meet that I've gotten to meet or really mm-hmm. interesting conversations I've had as a result. So it's just, yeah, being, being grateful for those moments and, and grateful to be able to continue will hopefully continue telling more stories. And telling those stories, you've done a lot of Aussie films, uh, sorry, a, a lot of Aussie content. Talk to me about the Aussie content. Why is it important for you to support our country in the entertainment industry? I think, well, f- firstly, it's just it's my home. It's where, it's where I grew up and um, it's, you know, it's such an important part of my life and I think, uh there's a lot of stories and and you know the landscape is so beautiful here and and um there's a lot of stories that haven't been told yet that I can see us slowly starting to get some more airtime and mm-hmm. I think that's really important and I just think you know it's it's uh I just hope that it continues that the industry here also continues to become you know more representative of of the world that we live in and and um stories that haven't had the chance or opportunity to have been told yet so it's just I just feel really grateful to be to be a part of of it here and I um I want to support I want to support many many more stories that are being told here and whether it be on screen or theater or in whatever medium I'm just really Mm -hmm. excited to see what's coming I love that. I can't wait to see what's coming as well. I feel like all good things. You're so talented. Oh, thank you. I guess I mean more just like to see what's coming in the industry, not in oh, regards. Oh, I know. Oh, but, no, I know. know. I'm just saying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. That's, that's okay. really kind. Thank of you. Of course, yeah. of course. And I'm sure everybody would agree with me that that is the case, you know, and, and it is very exciting to see what's coming, particularly in the Australian industry, because we, uh, we're really coming up in the industry. So it's very exciting. Now, I do have two fan questions for you. And um, I just wondered if you could ask, if you could answer them for me. So the first one is from James. And he says, what was the pressure like being cast in Lord of the Rings with such a devoted fan base? Um, well, I think the, honestly, like if it was any pressure, it was pressure that I was putting on myself to to try and 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 do the story justice i think yeah it's really important for all of us i mean we were shooting new zealand and so we were in our own little we were in our own bubble and it, we all kind of i think were trying not to focus on any external noise and just focus on telling a truthful story i guess and um so it was more yeah pressure that i was like yeah that i was putting on myself to try and tell a really, yeah, truthful story. Love that. And I've got another one from Sarah. So I absolutely loved Picnic Hanging Rock. What is your favourite memory of doing that series? Oh, my gosh. My how, honestly, how gorgeous was Picnic and Hanging Rock? Also it haunting. Was- another haunting. You've really got a t- – you're kind of, you know, you love these real dark, heavy – Things, yeah. don't you? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what that says about me again. I'm like, gosh, I got to be careful. Doesn't say I- anything. Not at all. Not at all. It's just, it's wonderful. <laughs> they're really deep, dark, 
quite yeah. you know amazing themes that you're you're dealing with here. But what was your favorite memory of doing that series? My favorite memory. I mean, I guess it was honestly like meeting. It was the time that we'd spend offset as well, and like in between takes. I think I because that was my first. That was my first on screen. That was my first screen experience and set experience. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just like, I was just, I was honestly just a sponge. I was just trying to absorb as much as possible. And I think sometimes my favorite bits were like, I would just watch the crew setting up or interacting. And what's amazing about the industry is that so much of the time you see crew like reunite with crew members that they hadn't seen in many years. And that's what excites me about it. I saw that and I saw that as kind of a moving, it's just like constantly a moving I don't even know how to describe it it's just a, it's just a really amazing kind of showreel of family I guess in a way mm. where they just meeting each other at all these different stages of their lives and their times and in their careers and so that was what excited me about being a part of it I was like this is amazing is that you get to work on all these different stories but sometimes with the same people and sometimes meeting completely new people and then creating new connections and um so I just like it was it was the times for me where I'd be able to sit and like watch everyone work and just learn as much as possible um and really really realizing that the crew the crew just make it all make it all happen Um, I love that that's such a huge shout out to the crew everybody crew shout out they're so important they make everything tick don't they they do it and also I guess this kind of relates to the last question you asked as well is that it's like regardless of of anything of any scale of the project whatever like the approach to the work is the same you yeah. all just you all just want to make a truthful story and you all just want to portray the characters with specificity and you all just want to work with lovely people so it's what was great about picnic is that that it was such a great starting point because everyone was so nice um and yeah big shout out to the crew my goodness I love, I love. So I've got five real quick questions for you to answer in the quickest way that you can possible. Um, Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Okay, the first one, what is one question that you get all the, uh, well, I'm going to say that again. What is one question you get asked all the time that you don't particularly like? Oh, gosh. (laughs) That question. <laughs> Did they really ask you that, Michaela? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, what is one question? Um, oh gosh, don't know. I, pr- I, pr- I think I'm pretty open to to anything. She says cautiously, but she says um, cautiously, waiting for the next four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I promise they're not too bad. Okay, so you don't really know except for that one because it was a hard question. Okay, next yeah. one. This one's fun. What's your go-to comfort TV show? Ooh. Uh, oh, gosh. I don't know why Succession just came into my mind. Like, Love it. That is not How is that TV comfort? Show. I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, couldn't tell you. I will never know why that just came into my mind. But, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Let's say Succession. <laughs> I love succession. What's one rumor you've heard about yourself that you wanted to debunk right now? Oh god! How about that you're a self-confessed theater kid? Yeah. 
exactly. Let's just get rid of that. No, no. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, what is one rumor? Have you heard of any rumor? I don't, I don't, I don't read I anything about it. Oh, this you just, don't? No, I never. I literally don't. Yeah. I don't, That's I haven't so looked. good. That is, must be great for your mental health. Yeah. I mean, I've heard yeah. that. I, I think someone told me that they read that I was born in 1990, which um, isn't true, but I would, I would love. I don't, you would I'm love? I know. Yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> don't wish away your age, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you weren't an actor, what would you be doing? Uh, I, I mean, it's. I'd probably try and do something else in the industry, like writing or directing. But I think if out of the industry, probably a psychologist. Oh wow! Which makes sense for all of your different roles that you're taking on. Yeah, I've always quite really been psychologically based, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think I would really. Yeah, I think that's what I would. If I if it wasn't anything else to do with the industry, I think it would be. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'd love that. I might pay you to do that with me. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we might. We'll just see if that was like a really good option for you. Okay, my last question: If you wrote a book on your career so far, what would you title it? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this is so. This is such a cheesy response. I'm so I love sorry. It. I'm already obsessed with it. Yeah, what is it? It's still learning. Honey, that is, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah. I'm still learning. Oh, I love, that is actually such a great response. It's so cheesy, eh? But, you no, know. it's not cheesy at all. It's so wonderful. It's so, it's, it's really self-reflective. I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. I am so thrilled to have chatted with you and congratulations on bad behavior it is absolutely epic thank you so much Anita that's so kind oh you're so welcome I hope you have a wonderful day you too thanks so much for chatting no thank you have a good one thanks for calling the entertainment hotline with Anita Annabelle you can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud chatter podcast.